my loves and welcome to the Inside Out podcast and welcome to 2022 because once I've posted this we will be into the new year which is crazy how quickly this year has been. Um, I wanted to dive in for the first episode of 2022 with practical tips to help you guys get the most out of your health and fitness goals because it is super common that we dive into a new year We think new year, new me, we've all done it before and we have this intention of recreating ourselves essentially in the new year, which there's nothing wrong with that. I do believe that we can always use any moment to change who we are and who we want to be and the future that we have, but it is still a good thing to kind of have the new year and see it as a fresh start almost. So how to make the most out of it when it comes to your nutrition goals, when it comes to your health and fitness related goals, maybe your body composition goals and how to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success in 2022 rather than setting ourselves up to potentially go backwards or end up on the cycle of yo-yo dieting. So let me just dive straight in so that we can get started on everything. So we've got four different do's and don'ts that I want to talk through to make sure that you guys get the most out of this year. So the first one is play the long game when it comes to your health and fitness. And this isn't sexy, it isn't necessarily what you want to hear, It wasn't what I wanted to hear when I started my health and fitness goals, but it will be what actually gets you where you want to be. The analogy that I always use for my clients, or the example, should I say, is imagine you've got this entire year on a timeline in front of you, and imagine you spend the next, say, eight to 12 weeks absolutely destroying yourself in the gym, going balls to the wall when it comes to things like nutrition and under eating. And then all of a sudden, because you have taken that more extreme short-term approach, we then end up gaining the weight back, which is extremely common. Diets have a 95% failure rate. And that is purely because of the methods that we often use to try and obtain the results that we are after. They are not really setting ourselves up for success in terms of sustaining and maintaining the progress that we make on them. So just a quick side note, if you have been on a diet before that has failed you, Make sure that you recognize that you're not the failure. The diet is the one that failed you. The approach that you most likely used wasn't setting you up for success in terms of maintaining that progress. So imagine you spend the next eight to 12 weeks destroying yourself in the gym, going balls to the wall, zero to 100, and then you lose the progress that you've now made and you maybe go back to the starting position again. In that, say, five or six month time frame you haven't actually made much progress, even though the results felt quick at the time and they felt really good because normally we're coming from quite a desperate place when we want to lose weight, especially we're coming from this place of, I need to lose it as quickly as possible because I hate how I look currently. And I get that, I resonate with that. And if you feel that way at the moment, know that you're not alone, but try and look at things from more of a kind of objective long-term view. Imagine if you just take the next year to focus on your daily habits, to focus on maybe making one change at a time, a couple of small changes at a time, and focusing more so on consistency rather than trying to be perfect with everything. It might feel like progress is going to be slower and it might feel more excruciating. It might feel like, oh my God, I'm not seeing any results. It's not coming quickly enough for me. And that can feel frustrating in the moment. It can feel disheartening. But what I want you to imagine is that timeline in front of you. Imagine that instead of having these periods of making progress, losing progress, depending on what your goal is at the moment. Imagine you've got small but sustainable and consistent changes so that at the end of that timeline, come 2023, you are in a completely different space, mentally, physically, with your nutrition, with your relationship with food. You would be blown away with the progress that you can make in 12 months time. 
And there is a phrase that fits in really well here, which is we often overestimate the progress that we can make in a short period of time and we underestimate the progress that we can make from being consistent in a longer period of time. And that is so true because we often put pressure on ourselves to make progress as quickly as possible. And when the progress doesn't come quickly enough, we very easily get disheartened and think that we failed and there's no point in carrying on altogether. So rather than going balls to the wall in your health and fitness goals, try and take a step back, especially after the holidays. This can be a catalyst for desperation when it comes to seeing results quickly, especially if you struggle with maybe guilt or shame after the holidays, after a period of maybe eating more than usual. That typically can then lead us into very extreme changes in the new year because we have this heightened desperation to lose that weight as quickly as possible, almost as a way to get rid of that stress that the holidays have caused from us potentially overeating or however the holidays looked for you. It is a difficult time around Christmas periods, around social events. If you do struggle with food, that can bring about all of these feelings of needing to swing back the other way and go straight into restriction, which I know it's tempting. I know it's convincing that it's going to work, but just try and pull up the references that you have from previous experiences where that more extreme approach hasn't necessarily served you in the long term. And like I say, it's not sexy, which is why you don't see it on billboards and magazines. Take the long road to your health and fitness journey because nobody would buy into that because it's not sexy, it doesn't sell, but it's actually going to be what helps you in the long term with your health and fitness goals. So the first do and the first don't is to play the long game and focus more so on how you feel when you're exercising and eating well and making these changes to your lifestyle rather than trying to rush the process from a place of desperation because you feel like you need to lose the weight as quickly as possible. The second one is kind of tying into that is do prioritize your relationship with food instead of prioritizing weight loss. And I know that that can bring about feelings of panic and feelings of, but then I'm just going to have to stay in this body and I don't like how I currently feel if that is your current situation. Focusing on your relationship with food, again, isn't sexy. It doesn't sell but it's actually going to be the thing that helps you to achieve a healthy, happy body that makes you feel great, that you feel incredible in, where your mental health is amazing, your physical health is amazing. By focusing on the root cause of why we struggle to stay consistent with nutrition, with exercise, which is our mindset, our relationship with food, you will no longer have to battle between your mind and body anymore. You will no longer have to go through these periods of overeating and binging and then restricting and dieting again it will just become who you are and how you live on autopilot because you've healed the thing that was stopping you from being consistent at the root cause and this might take some time to reprogram especially if in the past you are used to focusing on weight loss it's going to take some time to shift your focus onto something completely different through progress in your relationship with food rather than progress on the scales or in the clothing size that you wear or in your body, in physique pictures, whatever you've previously used as a way to measure your progress. The things that we want to see progress with instead are things like your understanding of how to create a balanced meal without calorie counting or without a diet, your relationship with your body, things like your body image, your self-confidence, your relationship with exercise, your relationship with food, your consistency around those things, your energy levels, your strength, your focus your sleep, your periods, the ability to manage your stress levels, all of these things that we often don't believe to be truly significant are the things that actually help you to maintain a healthy, happy body on autopilot, where you don't go through these periods of losing weight, gaining weight, you're able to just maintain whatever body feels amazing for you and whatever body you want to create with a peaceful and 
effortless relationship with food and exercise. It just becomes who you are. So instead of us focusing on the weight, pictures, clothing as a way to measure your progress, by being able to take a step back and focus on those things that are going to help you to achieve consistency, you'll notice that you're able to be a lot more consistent with your health and fitness goals. So the second do and don't is to prioritize your relationship with food rather than prioritizing weight loss. And just a quick add on to that as well. I know it's tempting. Do not go back to the diet that you think has worked in the past, because if the diet that you want to go back to truly worked, you wouldn't have to go back to it. Listen to that again. The diet that you want to go back to because you think it worked, if it truly worked, you wouldn't have to go back to it. And this is one of the ways that the diet industry likes to keep you hooked with things is they create a short term fix for your problem, which is great because then you feel amazing afterwards, but they don't give you any tools or education on how to then maintain that result. And nine times out of 10, the approach that you've used to get there isn't sustainable. It isn't enjoyable. You hate it. You probably feel like you're sacrificing everything, your enjoyment, your social life, your time with your friends and family, your mental health. You feel like you're going insane just to achieve a certain result with something and it doesn't have to be that way. Whereas the diet that will work is the one that you don't have to keep going back to. It's the one that just turns into a lifestyle because it's effortless, it's enjoyable, it's easy. It still allows for your favorite foods. It doesn't remove social occasions. It actually brings you and your family and your friends closer because it allows you to feel more at peace around food. The third step that I have for you going into 2022 is rather than coming from a place of self-hatred, come from a place of self-respect. And you might not feel like you're at a place of self-love yet, and that's okay, you don't have to be. But you can still fuel your body and you can still exercise and stay moving and stay active from a place of self-respect rather than a place of hatred or punishment over what you've eaten, over how you've been in the past, over your body. If you can start to respect your body as something that does so much for you, as something that keeps you safe, as something that enables you to enjoy life, giving you the ability to go to the gym, you're putting yourself in such a better mindset and such a better position to be consistent with your health and fitness goals. We often don't think of it this way, but for the vast majority of us, we want to eat well, exercise to feel good, right? We want to do that to improve our confidence and to actually start to love ourselves more and to love our body more. Self-love and self-confidence is a skill. And if we practice the skill of self-hatred throughout our health and fitness goals, we are only going to get better at the skill of self-hatred. And then we've lost all this weight and we look in the mirror and we still hate what we see. And it's because we have continued to practice the skill of self-hatred. So even though it might be difficult right now, you don't have to go straight into loving yourself and loving your body, but you can start to switch the skill from self-hatred into self-respect and then from self-respect into things like self-compassion and then self-compassion, it will eventually lead into self-love and it's a journey, it takes time. If you're currently on one end of the spectrum, all the way focused on self-hatred and punishment, you can make your way towards self-love, but you will only gain that through love. You can't get to a place of self-love from self-hatred. So stepping into 2022, start to look at the way that you talk to yourself what kind of words are you using to yourself? How do you describe yourself on a daily basis? When you're aware of the thoughts that come in quite often around your body, around yourself, around your behaviors, 
you'll notice that maybe the dialogue that you're using isn't the most conducive towards self-love and self-compassion. And a tip that I always use with my clients is talk to yourself the same way you would talk to a five-year-old version of you. And if that doesn't resonate still, how would you talk to a five-year-old child that you were responsible for? If you were constantly around that child or the five-year-old version of you, calling them fat, calling them disgusting, calling them a failure, telling them that they'll never get anything right, telling them they're such a disappointment, that you hate them, you can imagine that their self-confidence is going to be non-existent. And it's the same with ourselves. When we use that kind of language to ourselves on a daily basis, we are quite literally programming self-hatred. And then we wonder why we can't feel confident or that we don't love ourselves. And it all starts in the way that we speak to ourselves. The relationship that you have with yourself is the foundation for everything else that comes on top. The way that you eat comes down to your relationship with yourself. The way that you exercise comes down to the relationship with yourself. The way that you speak to yourself comes down to the relationship with yourself. It all stems from that deep-rooted love, respect and compassion that you have for yourself, which you can build. If it currently feels far-fetched or difficult, just start making small changes. Even just being aware of how you speak to yourself will make such a huge difference. So going into 2022, start coming from a place of self-compassion and self-respect rather than from a place of punishment or self-hatred because you currently don't like how you look. And the fourth tip that I have for you coming into 2022 is more of a psychological tip, so more of a mindset tip, which is such a crucial component of our relationship with food and our health and fitness goals. And let me just give you some context first before we dive into it. Anything that we have practiced for a period of time is familiar to us. So if you have practiced overeating and then undereating, or if you've practiced chronic dieting, you're familiar with those behaviors. You have practiced that behavior many, many times before that your brain knows what to expect with those behaviors. And to our brain, to our nervous system, anything that is familiar is predictable. So if you think back to when our ancestors were alive and they had to be on survival mode because they were out in the open, anything that was familiar to them gave them a sense of safety because they know what's gonna come next. And if they knew what was going to come next, they know they're safe in their environment. So this is programmed into us at a very deep level, at a very primal level, that anytime we have a sense of familiarity with something, our brain likes that, even if the behaviors that we are familiar with don't serve us, because it's that familiarity, it gives our brain and our nervous system a sense of safety because it's predictable. And this is one of the reasons why we self-sabotage as humans when we have a goal to reach and we find ourselves slipping back into old habits again. So say, for example, if you've tried to eat better and then all of a sudden you go straight back to your old eating habits again, one of the reasons can be because your brain fears the unknown of a new approach that you're trying to do. So your brain wants to keep you safe. Your brain is always trying to protect you, even if the behaviours that come from that protective mechanism are not serving you or you don't enjoy, understanding that the brain is always trying to protect you in some way helps you realise why we do the things that we do. So when you're trying something new, the brain wants to keep you in that place of familiarity because it's predictable, it's safe. Whereas the unknown, you've never done before. So the brain can't predict it. So all of these fears start to come up. They're very subconscious, they're very deep. So we will self-sabotage to come back to a place of familiarity that feels safe. So with that information then, when we start to do a different behavior, we start to reach towards a goal that we have, 
one of the ways that we can give our brain that sense of familiarity, even if we've never experienced something, is by visualizing it. So visualization is something that I use with my clients because the brain doesn't know the difference between something you are visualizing or imagining and something that's actually happened in your own life before. So you can start to give your brain that experience of the new experience that you want to have without even having accomplished it yet. So if you start to imagine the future that you want to create and make it vivid, make it almost as though you've already experienced it, what emotions would you feel from that? Would you feel happy? Would you feel ecstatic? Would you feel confident? Would you feel peaceful? Would you feel proud? And really elicit those emotions. This can take time as well, so just keep at it, keep practicing it. Whenever you think of the future, your brain will want to recreate the past because it's what it knows. So it's the easiest thing to just copy and paste from the past into the future rather than having to create a different future altogether. So whenever you think of your future, Say, for example, if you want to make some changes to your nutrition or exercise coming into 2022, your first thought already might be, well, I'm only going to fail at it anyway. Or, well, I'll try, but it might not work because of X, Y and Z that's happened in the past. So you can see there where your brain already tries to recreate the past going into your future. So we have to be the ones that start to give our brain that sense of familiarity with something that we've never even experienced before. And it's as simple as visualizing that future that you want to create. So all of this is to say, when you come into 2022, start to really create the future that you are going to have by healing your relationship with food, by eating well, by exercising. Really start to get familiar with what does that future look like for you? And how does it make you feel? This is the most important part. How does it make you feel? Really create those emotions within your body the feelings of happiness, the feelings of excitement. I'm getting giddy talking about this. This isn't even my goal. <laughs> the feelings of joy, the feelings of peace, the feelings of ease. Tap into those emotions as though it's already happened because you're giving your brain that sense of, it's cool, we've done this before. We know what we're going into. So it won't have to keep taking you back to old behaviours to regain that sense of safety again. Safety and survival is the number one priority for the brain. So although you want to look good, feel amazing, look sexy as hell in a bikini and heal your relationship with food and feel amazing, your brain is like, I don't care. I just want to feel safe. I just want to survive right now. You can do your thing, but I'm going to pull you back into safety as much as I can, which is frustrating, right? Because you have one goal, but then your brain has a very different one. So we get to work with our brain to make sure that it's working with us and that we don't feel that pull and that urge to go back to previous behaviours that we know don't actually serve us. So first step is to get clear on the future that you are going to create, because it's given. If you work for it, it's given. You don't have to be, if I do this, if I do that. If you want it and you work for it, that future is yours. So get clear on how does it look? How does it make you feel? And then you can reverse engineer that and think, okay, well, what would I do as that person on a daily basis? How would I talk to myself? How would I eat? How would I respond after a period of overeating? How would I respond after a bad day at work? Start to think, how would this version of you that has a healthy relationship with food and that eats well and that moves her body and that feels amazing and also enjoys life at the same time, how would they act on a day-to-day -day basis? And when you're clear on that, it gives your brain a different 
option of how to go about today because at the minute you've only practiced one way of being for so long so your brain doesn't know any other options are out there and we think when we become someone that's when all of the behaviors will change but we have to change the behaviors first in order to become that person so we get to become the person that we want to be and live as them right now in order to actually create them so when you get clear on who it is that you want to be, how do they act, how do they think, how do they eat, how do they exercise, how do they live their life, what's their self-talk like. Start to get clear on that and then bring those behaviours into your present moment. Start to do those actions now. Start to talk to yourself like that now. Start to eat that way now. You will be absolutely blown away by how quickly you will see those changes by becoming that person now and stepping into it in this present moment. Don't wait for it to happen, create it right now. So that is the fourth tip that I have for you is use your brain to your advantage essentially. So give your brain that sense of familiarity by getting clear on who you want to be and how you want your future to look and then acting as that person right now. And if you want any guidance going into 2022 to make sure that it is the year that you heal your relationship with food, we do currently have the doors open for my group coaching program, which is the Food Freedom Framework. This is a 12-week group program that you can read more about. I will put the link in the show notes for you. Um, have a read through. This program is life-changing and I get so incredibly excited every single time that I run it because the changes that we see inside this program are quite literally nothing short of life-changing. We have over a 99.8% success rate of completely healing your relationship with food within 12 weeks or less. You can read more about it by clicking the link in the show notes. And as always, feel free to message me on Instagram if you have any questions with anything. I would love if you could leave a review or share this to somebody that you think it would be helpful for. Thank you for listening and I will catch you all in the next one.